If there's anything you'd like to share about the Beavs, the win over USC, your thoughts about Saturday night, anything else that you've appreciated watching this team this year, the things that have impressed you the most, areas of concern you may still have, what you make of a historic beatdown of USC, and the biggest margin of victory I think the Beavers have ever had against USC in Los Angeles. Well, yeah, because they haven't. I mean, they've only won them. twice. Then. Now, three times. Three now. times, yeah. So that's pretty easy to come up with. <laughs> <laughs> they won in 1935, 1960, and now 2021 in the history of the program. 35, 60, 21. Yes. Wow. How about that? And and 14, was it in, in Tacoma? No, a different stadium in Los Angeles. Well, yeah, they did win. They win it one in Tacoma. I, I'm not sure that they 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 might have played. I, I did all of this last week. Yeah. It's ancient history now. Just as the 1914 win is 38 to six, which is still the biggest margin of victory the Beavers have ever, ever had. 45 points, the most they've ever scored against right. USC anywhere, any place, anytime. But if you have any thoughts about that, feel free to share. I think they played one other game against USC in Los Angeles before the Trojans moved into the Coliseum. And yeah, and the Beavers won that game. I think they may have. They were 2-0 and against USC before... Uh, things changed. <laughs> things changed. It's now six, pretty good, too. It's now 63... Yeah, who is this This new outfit, this USC Trojan team? 63-12-4 <laughs> uh, all time now. USC leads the series. 63-12-4. And I've been grateful, honored to have called five of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's fun. That's cool. The closest they got to winning in that long 24-game streak, and we've visited with Steve Priest about it in the past, the Beavers led. Yeah, I just, I remember listening to some of the game. And 60, just shocked. 68. 68. Going into the fourth quarter, Beavers 13, USC nothing. How and they... the Trojans scored 17. Beavers get the ball back and had it, and were had a, like a long shot to the end zone as time ran out to win it and lose 17 to 13. I wonder if they turned it over or just gave it away on those. OJ carried points. Simpson carried like 45 times for 238 yards or something to that effect. <laughs> 45 yeah, carries. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right in that range. Yes. Yeah. Well. You know, they were thinking we're not losing to these guys two times in a row. Right, but it was, the, how about that? Three to nothing in 67, and then through three quarters in the Coliseum, 13 nothing? Yeah. But they couldn't quite finish that one. Anyway, it's the Beavers and Huskies Saturday. If you have any thoughts about the game, we have open phones now. And through much of the show, although we've got a couple of other requests out, one of the requests hit, now thanks to Hank and, and Rich Dorman, for, Rich is available. The pitching coach for Oregon State Baseball. Yes, I know, I know. We're in the heart of football, but the Beavers are playing a doubleheader at Goss yeah. tomorrow that's open to the public. Uh, you're welcome to come in and watch the 2022 Beavers get ready, and we'll talk to Rich Dorman about the doubleheader tomorrow, some of the arms we'll see, and then the following weekend, the Beavers, or in two weeks, I should say, going down to uh, Medford to uh, compete in a doubleheader against San Francisco to not and tomorrow's doubleheader against Lynn Benton Community College. 
So we'll get a feel for some of the arms that Rich Dorman is working with here in fall ball, some of the high school kids that we haven't seen a bit of, some of the guys that are returning, which includes Mitchell Verberg for a sixth year. We'll get into that deep pitching staff and talk with Rich Dorman about that at 11.25 today. I mentioned a couple of other things out a little bit more in line with the quest to learn as much as we can about Washington and Mm -hmm. some of the other things going on. So calls and requests out to different writers. Roxy Bernstein was supposed to join us today. He visited with me this morning and just said his schedule has gotten jammed up and he can't. Mm. But how about this? He said his goal tomorrow, we've had this once or twice, I think, in the history of our road shows. Tomorrow we'll be coming to you from bench warmers on Northwest 9th Street in the Plaza 9 Center in Corvallis. And Roxy said, where are you guys going to be? And I could see where he was going with it. Where are you going to be? <laughs> and then almost, you think I can get a lunch out of it? Because he's got to go from, he's got to go from, uh, he's landing in Eugene around 1030, he said, tomorrow. And he said, so 11, yeah. no, he's landing at 10 with, his first coaches meeting on campus with Oregon State coaches to that's something that the coordinators and the head coaches always make available to the network broadcasters, yeah. either a phone or a sit down. <clears throat> right. And they go through personnel, storylines, other things. It's it's a very valuable prep time that the announcers get. Roxy said his first meetings at eleven forty five. So he was doing the calculating. He said, Well, if my plane lands on time and I and there's no major traffic on Highway 99, then he is hoping to join us tomorrow for a Beaver Backer lunch special at Benchwarmers in person. And right, we'll visit right with him right out of the gate and send him on his way to visit with Tim Tibisaw. Yeah, yeah. He, he's got a rental car. He can get right here to Benchwarmers up on uh, 9th Street. He asked how long would it take to get from Benchwarmers to campus to Reeser. And I... I I honestly believe, I don't think it's a, it's a cliche really, Doc. I said, well, 10 minutes is yeah, about right. Yeah. And that's just about good for anything. <laughs> Any part of town, you can be at point A to point B in about 10. Yeah, and the only reason why is because of cars, other cars and stoplights. But, but by distance, it's like two minutes. Yeah, no, he can make that. And that'll be great to have him on site. Uh, have we had him on site at any other location before? I think we have. Maybe one other time, and I was thinking we've we've had once or twice, I think, down at the Mountain View at River Green Apartments. We've mm-hmm. had a couple of folks on site over the years when we've gone out and done road shows. Every once in a while, a yeah. broadcaster who's doing the game happens to be in town, and it coincides with a lunch break or a lunch hour. And Someone we by. know. Yeah. You know, it's not the big team. <laughs> Keith Jackson, that's not going to happen. No, Keith didn't come over. He was just, as he said, just sitting here in my underwear watching <laughs> to you. Isn't that, isn't that what he told you? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Back in uh, 2000. I'm not sure there's been a bigger moment for us than to get Keith Jackson on the show. That's about as big and as Uh, good as it gets. Yeah, but most recently, and it's probably not the same, but most recently, Tara Vanderveer. Big time. Last year during basketball. And then um, Powell, right? uh, Or I'm sorry, Shaw. Yeah, we David Shaw both, right they after two that. Stanford head coaches on. I mean, it was just a different kind of year. It tells in fact, you any head coach is a big in. deal. Honestly, it's hard to get them. It's it's hard to get our own. Right, but it's never even been tried right. to get opponent head coaches. But occasionally it happens. It felt like I mean, and last year being the unique year that it was, and we're still, you know, we're still in it. We're still yeah. not out of 
the strange new world, but that was, it was really cool to get to visit with Keith Jackson, and I was thinking about that at the Coliseum, too, because that's a place where the one and only time I ever had a chance to visit with him in person took place at the L.A. Coliseum, and it took place during the painful 2001 loss with the two missed field goals late oh. and Carson Palmer scoring in overtime. It was halftime at that game. USC led it at the half 7-3, to three, and we both happened to head down the hallway at the press box at the same time to take care of business and in the, in the now revamped everything in there. <laughs> uh, bathrooms, everything else, all revamped much better now in the uh, $321 million post-renovation era. But it's one of those, you're getting to visit with somebody in that setting, but we did you know, walk out into the hall and finish up the conversation. And that's when he regaled me about the making the film, the excellent film, The Fortune Cookie. And I said, Keith, I've enjoyed seeing you in that. How did that come about? And he get, told me the whole story about uh, Billy Wilder wasn't happy. The Fortune Cookie is a tremendous movie, by the way. Jack Lemon, Walter Matthau. Matthau is hilarious in it. He won, I think, a Best Supporting Actor for his role in that. Rarely do uh, honors like that go to comedians in funny films. Yeah. But Matthau was so good in, in The Fortune Cookie. But I asked him about how that opportunity came about, and he shared you know, how he just happened to be at the right place at the right time when the legendary director, Billy Wilder, said, something doesn't seem right about this scene that we're doing. Was he on set? They brought him in, and it's just he—he he told me he said they. He said we need a sportscaster. We need somebody who uh, this doesn't sound right to me. Billy yeah, said yeah. he didn't know football really well, but something about the way the broadcaster that they had doing the play-by-play when Jack Lemon gets ro- the tarpaulin rolls up on him and he gets hurt on the sideline of an NFL game. Smart of the director and, to actually do and that. And so they just dispatched somebody over to a local television station where Keith was just beginning to work. <laughs> and he happened to be there. Anybody here know anything about football broadcasting? Well, Keith Jackson, yeah, well, come on, you know, get in the car. <laughs> it was pretty much that. And he comes over and Billy Wilder says to Keith Jackson, how does this look or how does this sound to you? Yeah. Here's the script. And Keith looked at it and says, eh, not very good, sir. It doesn't seem <laughs> quite right. And and Wilder said, well, I'm going to go out to lunch, and that's usually two or three martinis. When I get back, I want you to, you know, fix it. <laughs> and so Keith Jackson get- told me, he said, so Wilder went out for his three martini lunch, and when he got back, it was fixed, and they put Keith in the film. He gets camera time. Really? And play by play, yes. And they used what his and they fixes used, were. And they used, he got it right. And, too, it's one of those rare Rare times when a film gets it right, but it's because of the attention to detail from the great Billy Wilder. Yeah, because it was so many times in in the ensuing years, any sports scene, uh, they they usually don't get it right. I I was uh, quickly, was he tall? How tall was he? He, I mean, was he taller than you? He was taller than I was. Not not he didn't tower, but he was a little taller. He also, Walter Matthau had just passed away. When you saw Keith. When I saw Keith Jackson right around that time. And I said... I said, hey, when you worked on, you know, you worked alongside Mathau, what was he like? And he said he was so funny, and we became dear friends. And we used to play tennis with him a lot, and they dined out a lot together. He was a friend for life after that 1965 fortune cookie film and just said, what a great man and funny and generous and good. 
And so that was all at halftime in the 2001 yeah. game, learning all of that about Keith Jackson. It was nice of him to share all of that in those moments. Well, <clears throat> nice of you that, or for him, that he would continue to talk while you're doing your business. Well, yeah, and even then, you <laughs> wash the hands and head on out into the hall, and he carried on the conversation. But, yes, Those uh, are that, that's moments. what, you know, uh, get that fellow's number, get that fellow's number. That's how we, you know, I probably yeah. would have tried to waylay him. We didn't have a Joe Beaver show in 2001. No, we didn't do that, but we did get him. And, and Yes. Um, to the next year, the 2002 yeah, year, when yeah. he was just hanging out at Salbastian Suites. Somehow, I don't remember how we did it, but <laughs> that's uh, good stuff. We have Rich Dorman coming up. We have other requests out. Softy Mahler, Roxy Bernstein tomorrow on the Joe Beaver Show, but tomorrow we'll be at Benchwarmers Bar and Grill in Corvallis on Northwest 9th with tickets to give away, gift certificates to give away to Benchwarmers, passes to the Melon Shack's Haunted Corn Maze. I drove by it today, Doc. It looks yeah spectacular. I don't it know how they great. do that. I don't it? either. <laughs> you can see the entryway into the cornfield. It looks very, it looks like a, the place to be during the, the upcoming month of October. And we'll have passes to the Melon Shacks corn maze to give away free games from Highland Bowl football tickets. Uh, so a Beaverbacker lunch and drink special and perhaps Roxy Bernstein on site. Dave Softy Mahler joining the show via the downward dog phone line. So We've got a lot to get to tomorrow. In the meantime, today, Rich Dorman coming up next to talk about the doubleheaders ahead in fall ball and the deep pitching staff that he's working with getting ready for the 2022 season with tremendous uh, enthusiasm and anticipation for Beaver baseball in the fall and into next spring. Coach Dorman joins us next. We'll have open phones along the way and texts. Would love to hear from you on 1240 Joe Radio. Hi, I'm former Oregon State athlete Tim Ewis, your Corvallis Edward Jones financial advisor. Financial investments are very important, but so are the investments of time, patience, and encouragement our young athletes receive from their coaches, teachers, and mentors. That's why Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of Oregon State and area high school sports. Call me, Tim Ewis, at 541-758-8245 or stop by my office in the Timber Hill Shopping Complex in Corvallis for all of your investment needs. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Go Beeves. Whether you are looking for your first job or an exciting career change, at Intech we are looking for you. Intech is growing and offers entry-level wages starting at $18 to $22 per hour, as well as excellent pay and benefit opportunities for established professionals, immediate full benefit eligibility, health insurance, 401k, life and disability, tuition reimbursement, and so much more. Career opportunities from entry-level to professional are available. To start enjoying the career you've always wanted, visit entek.com and click on the Careers tab. We're excited to meet you. Middleton Heating has kept Mid-Valley residents comfortable for over 72 years. Middleton can service, repair, or replace all types of brands of heating and cooling equipment. Plus, they offer financing options on new equipment and also participate in state and federal incentive programs. If your heating unit is giving you trouble, if you have kitchen or dryer venting needs, or if you're just looking for some sheet metal, call Middleton Heating today. You can count on Middleton Heating for all your heating, cooling, venting, and sheet metal needs. Find them online at middletonheating.net. 
Here at locally owned and operated Alirica Networks, we use the same service you do, so you can be rest assured that you're getting the very best internet service, whether for home, business, or enterprise. At Alirica, we make sure that each of our valued customers gets the plan that best fits their needs. So whether you require basic service or faster speeds for gaming or HD video streaming, we will make sure to match you with the plan that works best for your home or business. Alirica Networks always goes the extra mile. Give us a call or find out more at alirica.net. Master the mealtime rush with a refrigerator that helps you cut down on clutter. The Whirlpool four-door refrigerator keeps groceries in sight and easy to find. From easy-reach shelves to a flexible ice bin, see how the four sleek compartments help keep ingredients organized so that you can get dinner on the table. Visit Kellenberger Appliance to learn more. Kellenberger Appliance, 21 Main Street, Lebanon, serving all our appliance needs since 1918. Visit Kellenberger Appliance today. If you've been putting off that home remodeling project, now's the time to get it done, and Corvallis Floor Covering can help. Stop by and browse through their large showroom with a wide variety of carpet, vinyl, laminate, tile, wood flooring, and window coverings from all the popular brands. The staff, Wendy, Robin, and Brian, have years of combined experience and look forward to working with you. Corvallis Floor Covering is at the corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown. Or log on to CorvallisFloorCovering.com. Shop local. Shop Corvallis Floor Covering. Kraken Cards in downtown Corvallis carries sports cards, Pokemon cards, MTG cards, board games, collectibles, card sleeves, playmats, and more. Have you been to Kraken Cards yet? If you're into sports cards and games, Kraken Cards is for you. Kraken Cards knowledgeable staff can help you find what you're looking for and at fair market value. And for you Oregon State fans, Kraken Cards has a dedicated Oregon State alumni box to browse. Kraken Cards, 114 Southwest 3rd, downtown Corvallis. Kraken Cards, your connection to everything fun. We continue on the Joe Beaver Show. Mike Parker, John Warren, and Oregon State pitching coach Rich Dorman. We are in the heart of football season, of course, but fall ball and very important time for baseball programs all over the country going on which we'll dive into a pretty deep dive on the Oregon State pitching staff that uh, Rich Dorman is working with. But I know that uh, Coach Dorman, it's all a family within uh, Oregon State Athletics and Beaver Nation. So before we even talk about what your work with you and Mitch and Darwin and Gippy are working with, with a, I think a really exciting club coming back and newcomers and all of those things, a win like the Beaver football team just accomplished at the Coliseum, I think, Right, Rich, lifts everybody's spirits. You must have really enjoyed that. Well, yeah, I was down in Arizona recruiting on a recruiting trip, and the highlight of my day was getting to be able to turn on the game and, and watch our guys go compete. So it's awesome. Oh, I love it. I was gonna almost came through the screen a couple times, <laughs> some of those calls, and I was like, all right. And, you know, our Nolan kept his cool. It was, pretty, it was fun to watch. Isn't that something, too? And that's a lesson, I think, for, for all of us, uh, that th- some of those calls, as you said, uh, were a little questionable, shaky, odd, 14 penalties. I never saw the Beavers, as the phrase goes, blink. I never saw Jonathan rant and rave up and down the sideline, throw the heads. You know what I mean? It was just yeah. like, okay, okay, on to the next. That's a lesson for, I think, any competitor, probably. Oh, it was, yeah, it was awesome. I mean, it, it, you didn't even, they can't, they, and it was, the penalties happen on big chunk yards, yeah. big plays, and it didn't even phase them. And they came right back and made another great play. So it was really cool. That relentlessness is what Beavers are about. 
Rich Dorman, Oregon State pitching coach, joining us. And to that, too, before we get into specifics, on a general level, it must be one of the things you, in your craft with pitchers, when you the pitcher executes what he considers the ideal perfect pitch in the perfect location and the umpire says ball one, <laughs> you've also got to fight through that, too, or make sure that you just get on to the next, right? Yeah, the mentality that I that I try to teach our guys, it's like I don't need that pitch. I don't need it. I'm moving on to the next yeah. pitch, and and here we go. And, and so it's just it, we're not going to feel sorry for ourselves. And, you know, because the odds of you executing that next pitch with conviction aren't great. And then, you know, odds are you give up a knock, and then it's like, that other pitch was there. You know, you mm-hmm. just don't want to get into that. And so our guys don't need that borderline pitch. We're moving on to the next one, and we're going to use it to our advantage and get get you out. One so. final thing on that theme, my favorite moment of, of Caden Grenier's outstanding career at Oregon State was in Omaha when he said to the umpire on a pitch that was called a strike, Caden just turned and said to the umpire, that pitch was out. <laughs> the umpire said, no, <laughs> no, it wasn't. And and the very next pitch was in the same location, and Caden drilled it for a base hit to right center and said, okay, here's my response to that. So you just got to kind of roll with it. The Beaver football team did for a tremendous win. And all in the midst, coaches, I mentioned a fall ball for you guys in general. How are things? How's the weather been for workouts? How, what kind of work are you guys getting in as a club? The weather's been amazing. It never rains here <laughs> for us. You know, it's all our guys are excited to get out and compete. And anytime you can put on your uniform and get on the field together as a family and, and get after it and continue to develop and get better. And it's a competitive fall, which, which is what it takes to win a national championship is one competitive bunch of guys. And, and so that's kind of been our theme. We're ending every practice with a competition and um, it's fun to watch our guys uh, perform in those situations. And uh, at the same time, we get to start our competition tomorrow and I'm excited to, how we do there's so many things rich and too many guys to go over probably break each young man down individually with the additions uh the returnees some high school uh signees that i know you're excited about so maybe we can just dive into it tomorrow you've got a double header beginning at one o'clock it's open to fans uh proof of vaccination required to come in or a negative covid test but but it's open the fans to come in and watch your guys at work. What will they see tomorrow, specifically from a pitching standpoint? What are your plans? Strikes. Strikes. They're going <laughs> to okay. see, see our guys get out and and compete. I don't care who we're facing. Um, it, it's it's all as a pitcher. Your your it's your execution. It doesn't matter who's in the box. So it's compete, compete, execute your stuff and game plan and. Um, I'm excited to, I think you'll see Fennings out there tomorrow, a big, you know, one of our big returning mm-hmm. guys, you'll see Verberg out there tomorrow. And then, and then we're going to throw some, some newbies, um, get, get some, we've got a couple of junior college transfers. We're excited to get on golf and see them compete too. And, um, grad transfer. And so, and then, you know, Townsend and Samster, a couple guys that pitched here the summer for the night, they'll be out there tomorrow. So I know these guys are chomping to, confident the bit to get out there so yeah uh, pitching coach rich dorman joining us on the joe beaver show it's interesting rich that the first thing i asked what do you expect to see what are your plans and you use the word strikes 
And this is coming off a year where you set a record for strikeouts by a staff. You have the lowest ERA in the Pac-12, the lowest opponent batting average, a lot of really good things. But is that the one area, Coach, or an area that you want to see some improvement in in terms of command of the zone and not giving up some of the free stuff? Yeah, I hate free bases. I mean, I there's I don't I don't hate a lot of things <laughs> in this world, and that's one that I just I hate them. And uh, so we got to do a better job of making that our, our focus, and and you know making these guys earn their way to first base. Um, and so it's it's good. I mean, statistically um, decent year, but I mean, there's at the end of the day. A great year is when you're when you're hosting a trophy, mm-hmm. and so we got two of them that we want to lift next year, and it starts tomorrow. And you know, facing an opponent other than ourselves, and we get to set the tone for what what's to come. So, but yeah, strikes strikes are really big for us. Rich Dorman joining us. Rich, as I said, it's such a deep staff. But you mentioned the name Mitchell Verberg. Really excited to see Mitchell again. I love this young man, and and you know his football coach Steve Corey said he never coached a more competitive guy than Mitch. What are your thoughts about him coming back for a sixth year, and if if he's able to stay completely physically one hundred percent healthy, which is tough, and he's had his issues, but he keeps fighting through them. What are your hopes and expectations to to be working with Mitchell again this year? My my hope and goal for Verb is to have him get that year where he can just be pain-free and just pitch and compete because he is a warrior and he loves to go out and compete and you know obviously there's this is it for him and so there is a finish line and there's some powerful things to that and you know letting him write the script how he wants to end this thing for him um he's been a tremendous beaver he's been an unbelievable kid to this program and um he's poured a lot of sweat into here and he gets an opportunity to come back and do it again and you know, now it's a matter of him just letting it happen, you know, because he's so competitive, he's even so competitive with himself. And some of those guys, you know, you can be too hard on yourself at times because you're so competitive. Um, but he's going to – I'm very hopeful he's going to have an unbelievable healthy year and just enjoy it. Enjoy it. You know, enjoy everything. Yeah. So it, it'll be fun for him. You mentioned Jake and Jake Fennigs, along with Cooper Jerpy, Will Fresh, Brock Townsend, Reed Sebi, Joey Munt amongst returners, guys who, who logged quite a few significant innings for you last year. And then some other guys, too, and A.J. Lattery, Ian Lawson, Jaron Hunter, Justin Thorstenstein, Ryan Brown. I mean, we're not even getting to newcomers here yet, Coach, but it, you, it, amongst the returnees, are you looking for a jump in all of them? Have you seen even here early in the fall with some of those guys, the work they put in, you can kind of see it translating now. Yeah, they're, these guys have been working hard um, ever since that last out was recorded in Fort Worth. And I know you looked at all those guys' eyes after that deal. They know they know what this is about, and uh, and it, and we all do. And so it, it just having that group back is extremely important to to us and to them. And they've all been working extremely hard. Um, Again, they know what they know what we're trying to do. They know what the goal is here. Rich Dorman with us for a few more minutes on the Joe Beaver Show. Beaver Baseball tomorrow, 1 o'clock, a doubleheader with Andy Peterson's club at Lynn Benton Community College. So a great family situation there for both clubs tomorrow at 1. Free admission, proof of vaccination, or a negative COVID test required. 
And we're not sure we had a caller off here ask about food or drinks since there won't be any concessions. I imagine you'll be allowed to bring some things in, but I, I don't know that. You'll have to get that officially from uh, Oregon State Athletics. Well, I think maybe we should get Coach Cam to provide the... Yeah. Well, maybe you should call uh, Coach, you know, Coach Barnum, call Bruce Barnum up at Portland State and take care of everybody. That's a, yeah. yeah, that was my point, yeah. <laughs> we'll see if we can get Mitch to play along with that. This summer, Rich, I saw you often at Goss Stadium at Coleman Field because not only were the Corvallis Knights who won it again, what a great accomplishment, but they got contributions from guys that I know you're excited to be working with. So let's start there, and then even the rest of the West Coast League, Bend in particular, some guys that are also joining Oregon State uh, baseball as student-athletes. But what about the Knights and the guys you saw this summer with Corvallis? Well, I mean, you got to start with the electricity of Travis Bazana, what he's going to bring to our lineup, yeah. um, and what he's going to bring to our dugout and our clubhouse. Just the character of this kid, it's he he's, he's energy nonstop, and he makes everyone around him better even when, you know, he's not even playing. So, and there, there's something that's the difference between good players and great players are the guys that make guys around them better, even when they're not hitting and fielding. And, but yeah, Travis, Travis is, he's electricity. And then we got a kid named Sammy Stir, um, Portland kid. He's unbelievable player. He's super talented. He came junior college, one year transfer from lower Columbia. Um, uh, freshman Jacob K. Matz from New Mexico. He played for Ben this summer, mm-hmm. logged some big innings. He had a real successful summer. There were some draft possibilities there, but wanted to be a B and come be a part of something special. And um, I mean, it, I watched a lot of great players this summer, and that's part of that's part of you know when I'm out recruiting on the road, and then I get the opportunity to come back here and come you know drive 20 minutes to work to watch guys our guys compete and even though it's technically an off day, it's, it's still, I, I can't show up without my stopwatch and, mm-hmm. you know, radar gun and trying to, you know, figure out how I can make these guys better, whether it's just the text, a great game, great play encouragement, or is it a challenge thing? Um, but yeah, it was awesome. So much fun to come, come here and watch these guys compete all summer. Jaron Hunter uh, had a good summer with Ridgefield in the West Coast League, didn't he? And I know Jaron had some good moments for you last spring. What about the summer and the importance that it, the importance that you ascribe to it for his growth and a guy that could perhaps you know make a pretty significant jump in 2022? Yeah, Jaron, I think led the West Coast League in the ERA, or if he didn't, was right there. Um, just took the ball nonstop this summer and. He's just got to continue to get get strength, get strength in the weight room, and um, he's tightened up his breaking ball. Excited. I mean, I think a lot of that's where we play the fall. That's why you said you, you referenced it right at the start of the show. How important it is, you know, it's football season, but this is a big season, part of the season for us. Yeah. Um, what we do now kind of sets the script for what's going to happen in the spring, and and these guys know that. I challenged all the pitchers yesterday. Like, this is a competition, fellas, and, you know, there's not one thing that's not being seen with what you're doing, whether it's the weight room, the classroom, study table, uh, practice. We're all – it all counts, you know. Yeah. So it's a great group. Rich, last couple of things. I heard a lot about this young man this summer. Didn't get to see him. I think you may have uh, along the way during the course of the summer. He's listed now – 
officially on the roster at 6'11", but I thought you told me the other day that Hunter Cope is actually a, a solid, legit seven-footer. Seven, he's listed at 6'11", 260, whether he's going Bill Walton, who was seven feet, maybe even 7'1", but Walton said, I don't want to be known as a seven-footer, so he was always listed at 6'11". What about that? First of all, Cope, 6'11", or seven feet, I've never seen a pitcher for the Beavers at that that height, those dimensions, what do you what to tell us about Hunter Cope? That is a that is a big man, <laughs> and uh, no, just an unbelievable kid. Um, he's kind of gone through some adversity, and he's we're pe- putting the pieces back together. Unbelievable talent! Like I've already had five, you know, scouts asking, "When's Cope throwing?" You know, like mm-hmm. he's that electric. Now it's just a matter of getting him getting him back, getting him confident, building that thing back up and getting his timing back and his delivery and, and getting him competitive. And the biggest, you know, iron sharpens iron. So getting him out here around our guys and the beaver culture, is just going to make this kid even better. And I'm excited to, to see his growth. Um, you know, obviously there's, I don't want big shoes to fill, but he's definitely got some big shoes. So we, <laughs> I think we had a special order, all this stuff. So <laughs> yeah. Well, that he and I think I even saw a tinkle eyeing him as he walked down the hallway. Gonna, yeah, there. yeah. So. Rich, what what's it like to face a guy that tall? The angle of the pitch, how quickly it gets there. Yeah, John, it jumps on you, John. You, you're just sitting there like, what, what? Are you kidding me? And it, you know, he's surprisingly athletic. You know, hmm. you think most seven foot guys throwing the baseball would be kind of it's it's pretty clean. So hmm. now it's about getting him to find his pitcher's mind and take the mound you know, with the, with the aggressive focus and just, you know, I'm untouchable and I'm going to dominate. And so that's where he's at right now. And let's get away from mechanical. Let's get away from all these other thoughts and let's get to, I'm as you versus me and I'm going to, I'm going to take it to you. So that's where we're at with, with Kobe, man, but he's a great human being, great kid, great family. Super happy he's in a, he's in this family. Yeah, keep keep Wayne from sniffing around the program. <laughs> keep him away. Uh, Domino- we might actually be able to run fives. I mean, I think we. Oh. I know we oh. were gonna. We might have to play zone. But yeah. we got the height to do it. <laughs> Good shot blocker. Uh, Dominic writes in to say to have. I wish you a happy birthday. Happy birthday if today is your birthday. Yeah, forty three. You know, and there's no rather place I'd be. I'm actually standing on her mount of goss as we're doing oh, this interview. Nice. So. That's awesome. awesome. And we'll turn you loose in a minute, but just one other thing. Normally, except this year with Hunter, and there's another guy coming in from Central Arizona Junior College that's six eight and two forty. And DJ Carpenter, tell us a little bit about DJ. DJ, I um, Central Arizona. He's I grew, you know, developed a great relationship when I was down coaching Arizona with with that junior college, and that's a great, they're a great program, and I think they're always in the finals for that. Mm-hmm. JC World Series and all that, but DJ just—he uh, is. I guess the word to describe him is angry when he pitches. <laughs> and uh, but he's super. Yeah, he's one of the nicest kids you'll ever meet. But between the lines, he's got that little bit of that edge that we all like to see when when it's your guy on the mound. And uh, so he's had a good fall. His velocity's continuing to come. It's about he was ninety two, ninety three. Now is like his first scrimmage was ninety six. So mm-hmm. he's. He's a feisty man on the mound. Just got to continue. He's going to really benefit from having um, strength and conditioning year-round. 
and junior college is tougher, right? You got to, I think the strength coach is the head coach in most programs. And so, you know, us having those facilities we have here, we're so thankful for that. And, and our, he's really going to benefit from getting the weight room over there. Final thing uh, on, on your players coming back and adding, we haven't even talked and we'll have plenty of time in the days and months ahead. Talk about some of the other young men, the high school guys coming in, David Case, Victor Quinn, you've mentioned K-Mats. But Braden Boisvert took the West Coast League early by storm in those early days before, while I was still with you at the regional in Fort Worth and so on, Boisvert was getting the ball for Brooke Knight and had electric stuff and closed some games. Then, you know, things backed off a little bit, whether there was fatigue, who knows. But his role was not quite as prominent down the stretch. What, what's your sense about what Braden Boisvert can bring? Yeah, he's a very, very smart kid, wants to be a doctor. So he's he actually is my shadow right now because he's kind of going through a little bit of some arm. We want to just check out his arm and mm-hmm. make sure he's healthy. And so he's we're on, got him on a throwing program. So he's not, he's not doing much. And so, yeah, I can tell it bothers him that he's, he always needs to be doing something. So every time I turn around, he's like right over my shoulder. <laughs> and, uh, but he's, uh, when he gets the baseball, he's a, he's a different type of competitor as well. So he's just a sponge right now, soaking up as much as he can and get that, get that arm on the mend and get him ready to go for the spring. He, he can only have one nickname and that's moonlight Graham. If he wants to be a doctor, <laughs> <laughs> it could be. Yeah. Hey, Rich, it is a real pleasure to talk to you. The only position player we referenced was, and, and rightly so, the summer that he had in Travis Bazana. We'll talk to Mitch and Gippy and others about what, you know, the, the defense and the receivers for all of these arms and your offense and so on going forward. Maybe we can do that again next week before you head down or two weeks before you go to Medford. But we really appreciate you taking time for us on the show. Have a great time tomorrow and throughout the rest of the fall. Good to talk to you, Coach, and hope we can do it again. Thanks, John. Thanks, Mike. Go Bees, man. Let's beat those Huskies. Let's do it. Good good plan. Uh, Rich Dorman, pitching coach, our guest. On the mound on his birthday. That's a nice image. I can see him there peering in, talking on his 43rd. (laughs) That was a good year. I can't remember. 43, (laughs) 20 years ago. What was going on? Oh, yeah. Well, it was a good year. Uh, I mean, 2001. Five, the football season had some moments, including 49-24 over Washington at Reeser 20 years ago uh, with Jonathan Smith, and you told me that was a game that yes. you tuned into, and I we were running in, roughshod over them. We were traveling to uh, Nashville for women's basketball. We had one connecting, and during the connecting, I called a, a line. Car. That, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly, and I could hear everything. Simonton was doing something yep. big. The sound of the, it sounded like there was a hundred thousand people there. And I was thinking, what? This can't be. And I don't remember what you said. The score was at the time, mm-hmm. but it was a blowout. And I, I was just like, this is great news. And the, I had to run to catch up to the flight and the team to make that, you know, connection. And when it I was told the highlight of the 2001 football happy. season. Yeah. yeah, I mean, to beat Washington, they were ranked eighth in the country at the yeah. time in a season that was a bit uneven for the Bees. Frustrating, close, tough losses, and the beatdown at Fresno State opened the year, the heartbreak at right. USC. Mm-hmm. This came after that, 49-24. Beavers over the Huskies were ranked eighth in the country at the time, beating Rick Neuheisel. <laughs> good, good thing. Jonathan Smith. 
But Jonathan, 20 years later, hoping to accomplish a victory. Doesn't matter what the score is. Try to find a way to win again and keep the momentum rolling. We'll take a break. I'll tell you about a podcast that I did with that, that Ted Robinson invited me to be on. And I appreciate Ted. He appreciates Oregon State. We'll talk a little bit about that. Would love to hear from you. 497 5356. I'll try to get an answer on the question from the caller on the Downward Dog phone line about bringing in your own stuff. If it's not being sold and you've got a double header, I, my, my guess would be sure. you ought to be able to. But, you know, again, I. The only thing we know is that is you have to, you know, prove. Right. Proof of vaccination or a negative, a test, negative, yeah. negative COVID yeah. test. Back after this on 1240 Joe Radio. Shrimp has joined the Flavor Fam at Qdoba Mexican Eats with new citrus lime shrimp. Create your own crave-worthy burrito or bowl with our sustainably sourced shrimp that's sautéed in-house and topped with whatever your flavor-loving heart desires. Or try new chef-crafted surf and turf bowl made with citrus lime shrimp, grilled steak, chili crema, and guacamole. Get it while you can, only at Qdoba. Qdoba Mexican Eats, customizable burritos, crave-worthy tacos, and three-cheese queso. Qdoba is on Monroe in Corvallis. Kraken Cards in downtown Corvallis carries sports cards, Pokemon cards, MTG cards, board games, collectibles, card sleeves, playmats, and more. Have you been to Kraken Cards yet? If you're into sports cards and games, Kraken Cards is for you. Kraken Cards knowledgeable staff can help you find what you're looking for and at fair market value. And for you Oregon State fans, Kraken Cards has a dedicated Oregon State alumni box to browse. Kraken Cards, 114 Southwest 3rd, downtown Corvallis. Kraken Cards, your connection to everything fun. Power Motorsports September sale is going on now. You'll save on new select Yamaha vehicles. And whether it's on-road, off-road, or on the water, Power Motorsports has the Yamaha you want at the price you deserve. Like the all-new 2021 Yamaha YZF R3. This legendary superbike is a track and street favorite. It's on sale now for $59.99. Or the new 2021 Yamaha XSR 700. Built for fun and performance. On sale now for $89.99. Start your ride at Power Motorsports in sublimity. Online at powermotorsports.com. If you're expecting family or guests this fall or during the holidays, maybe you don't have a place for them to sleep. A futon from Futon Man in Corvallis is the perfect solution. Futon Man has quality constructed solid hardwood frames in lots of styles and finishes, and their futons have a highly resilient, long-lasting foam core, and they're made right in the store in Corvallis. There's lots of cover choices, too. And students, a futon works great when you need some extra space in your dorm. Stop by Futon Man, two miles north of Corvallis on Highway 99 and online at futon dash man.com master the mealtime rush with a refrigerator that helps you cut down on clutter the whirlpool four-door refrigerator keeps groceries in sight and easy to find from easy reach shelves to a flexible ice bin see how the four sleek compartments help keep ingredients organized so that you can get dinner on the table visit kellenberger appliance to learn more kellenberger appliance 21 main street lebanon serving all our appliance needs since 1918 visit kellenberger appliance today Luxury Vinyl Plank Flooring is really popular right now, and Corvallis Floor Covering carries several different brands. LVP Flooring is waterproof, durable, very affordable, and mimics the look and texture of real wood. Window coverings are an easy way to update a room, and Corvallis Floor Covering has new fashion looks by Hunter Douglas and Norman Window Fashions. Stop by and browse through their large showroom. They're at the corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown, or log on to CorvallisFloorCovering.com. Shop local, shop Corvallis Floor Covering, and go Beavs! 12-40. 12-40. 12-40. Joe Radio. Go Beavers! <laughs> 
<laughs> I like it. That, what show does that come from? Uh, Big Bang Theory. That's Sheldon Cooper. He's a, uh, they, they work for, I don't know, Pasadena College or something, which is the Beavers. And that's actually true in real life. So they did, uh, <clears throat> they did the line. <laughs> Happy birthday to Rich Dorman. That was a great conversation and uh, a lot of fun. We're going to hear from uh, Jonathan Smith on his weekly Thursday deal. I, I can't see them standing under the oak tree. Do they do that with Smith? That's a whole new thing, by the way, moving over there rather than being yeah, I, I by don't, the field. I haven't but, been over uh, there to experience that. No, we were haven't always either. here during the practice window. That's and I noticed, too, that, that uh, an issue on that the time. TV interview <laughs> with uh, Brian Lindgren, they seemed to be back far enough to show almost a full body shot, and there were no hands in there. From today? No, from or, the other oh, day Lindgren. with Brian Lindgren. Okay. And I thought, well, that's interesting. Everybody's really far back. Mm-hmm. Kind of interesting there. but um, Dean and Eugene asked by request to ask about Jacob Melton. Didn't see that until mm-hmm. late. We were talking mainly pitchers. Pitchers. The position player reference was Travis Pizana. And that's a good question, Dean. We'll we'll see. If you show yeah. up tomorrow, Dean, and watch, you'll get to see whether he's playing or not or what the progress for Jacob is. But it's an important question from a position player offensive standpoint for baseball. Speaking of baseball, I heard your soundbite. I don't know if it's on your button bar within the room. Rich Riz's final call. Uh, Rick Riz's final call of the Mariners' victory. And Doug Blair... Uh, rightly this morning said when playing after you played the bite in your conversation my oh my said rick but the channeling of dave niehaus and doug was right to mention that that oh yeah a little dave niehaus but it goes deeper than just the my oh my the riz final call of the game and I'd be interested to know, uh, only Michael and Lebanon could probably answer. Do you have the trivia? I mean, do you have it ready to go, the final bite? I final do. call? Okay, do. here's Rick Riz's final call. As the Mariners. And the 0-2 pitch, swing and a fly ball, left center field. Kelnick over, Jared is there. He makes the catch, and it just continues. My, oh, my, the Mariners win it. Okay, the my, oh, my, yes, but... The phrase that he used just before, why, how is that also Nihausian in nature? Does anybody know? Let's go to Paul on the Downward Dog phone line. We have another caller on deck on the Downward Dog other phone line. The text line is open. Michael, feel free to refrain from answering that because I think you know, but does anyone else remember? It's a one of the famous calls in Pacific Northwest sports history. The first phrase that Riz used when the ball was caught. Let's go to Paul. Paul, good morning. Hey, good morning, Mike. I can't believe you guys are, I came in and just turned the radio on and I want to talk about the Mariners and you start talking about them. That's really strange. <laughs> go ahead, Paul. What do you got on them? Well, what do I got? Remember, uh, what was it, about July 31st when the Mariners traded Graveman to Houston and yes. everybody was saying, oh my God. Right. What it- are they doing? Yep. Well, what do you got to say now? I mean, I think Dakota looks like a darn genius about this time, don't you? <laughs> well, yeah. Okay, Paul. You you may not have. Maybe you were absolutely on board with 
it was a great trade. The reaction, turn him down for a second, Walter, if possible. Yeah, the reaction, Paul, that I had was what the clubhouse had. Several members of the clubhouse were the Mariners themselves saying, why did we just trade this guy? We love him. He means so much to us. And so it was the players themselves who were saying it, and fans were sort of feeding off of that. I, I, never, I didn't know enough about the personnel they were getting back to really be that critical of the deal. But when you have players in your own clubhouse saying DePoto's up there, he's a fantasy, you know, he's a GM who runs a, you know, like he's doing it in a fantasy league and he doesn't understand, you're right. DePoto looks pretty good now, but at the time it didn't feel like it was necessarily going over well with the Mariners players. Oh, yeah, I agree with you 100%. And I think that my comment at the time was, I think we have to wait and see. Right. I mean, you can never, you can actually never tell what's going to happen until you get down the road. And, but I also knew that Toro had played behind Altuve and Correa, mm-hmm. but he never got any playing time. And DePoto had been watching him for a couple of years, so he knew what, a switch hitter, number one. And that, there's a huge plus right there. But he came in and made instant contributions. I mean, I don't think, you know, it's all a team sport, but I think that he affected quite a few games since that trade. Yes. And I got to believe that Depoto got the best of that trade. I mean, and then these other pitchers all stepped up. Yep. I mean, I, you know, Seawald and, and Steckenrider. <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's crazy. I mean, the, the, these guys are just out of their. I think I don't know. Is, is it the pitching coach that, that has got these guys on track or what? But you never know. And you get into new environment and you get a new coach, and all of a sudden things click. Yeah, but it's it's sure an exciting time. I mean, if these next three games are just going to be outstanding, and just hopefully that uh, Boston can uh, get beat a couple times down the down the stretch. Yeah, it's going to be a fun weekend to follow all the way through. So there's a lot happening in our Pacific sports northwest world. The centerpiece, the Beavers and Huskies Saturday. Paul, great talking to you. Hope to see you at Benchwarmers tomorrow on Northwest 9th Street. Let's go to Dean in Eugene. Now, Dean, I don't know if that, I assume that was your question about Jacob Melton. Are you coming up for the doubleheader tomorrow? Yes. Okay, well, good. I'm, I'm really planning on I'm thinking about also stopping by basketball practice. Yeah. And I think they're practicing at 1130, but I'd love to. But my big question, you know, I'm from Medford, and I was at the game when Jacob Melton hit three home runs. Yes. That was the game I taught my 10-year-old grandson to keep score. Very nice. Tribute to Bob Butler. You know, he taught me how to keep mm-hmm. score. But I was just, I've been really curious about Jacob Melton because, you know, we really missed him down yes. the stretch. Yes, no question. He was the bat. He was the the bat that had thunder. You, he's a guy that could, you know, but he he could hit one out and crush it and give you a big lift. And they missed that kind of pop from the left side down the stretch, no doubt, Dean. I don't know, to be honest with you. I haven't followed closely what his status is. Maybe we'll all learn a little something tomorrow. Okay, that'd be great. Thanks for uh, taking my call and go Beavs. I'm looking forward to being at the Huskies, beating the Huskies tomorrow. Yeah, Saturday. Yeah, we got a lot going on, don't we? Or on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, today's Thursday. That's right. That's right. Okay. We got another day to build up to it. We'll talk to Dave Softy Mahler tomorrow, the Husky Honk, see what their level of concern is over this one. Dean, hope to see you tomorrow. Thanks for uh, giving us a call, as always. We appreciate it. One more quick yeah. thing. I, I listen to you on the radio as I'm hiking, and I, 
it's not been on and it's on again today. So I'm really happy that to, to tell you that. I appreciate it, Dean. Hope you have a good hike. Where where are you? Are you up on uh, Spencer's? Where are you today? I'm on Mount Pisgah. I just oh, yeah. it now I'm headed down. Mount Pisgah's gorgeous. Have a, I'm glad you had a good hike. Thanks for listening to us, Dean. We appreciate it. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. See you soon. Tumwater has an answer to your, your question. Okay, let's go to Dave. I'm not sure what I've asked many questions, so I'm glad he has an answer, the answer. Dave, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. In this house, we're partying, partying like it's 1995. <laughs> that whole, yeah. It just continues, comes at the end of Niehaus's yes. radio call of Martinez's double yes. to score Griffey to win the series against the Yankees in 95. That's correct. So Saturday, Saturday we partied like it was 2000. <laughs> this week we're partying like it's 1995. Let's just keep this rolling, guys. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and the Beavers in the Coliseum were partying like it was 1960 doing the twist with Chubby Checker. <laughs> All right, glad to help, guys. Thanks, Thanks a lot for that. Yeah, that that was, it just continues, my oh my. Ricks, I like the fact that Riz, who's a tremendous announcer in his own right, is finding ways to pay tribute to yes. the late, great Niehaus by, he'll talk about a grand salami. You know, everybody knows, it's not like he's Milton Berling, he's not becoming Milton Berling, stealing everybody else's material. It's his way of paying tribute <laughs> no, yeah. to Dave with, he it works just it in. continues in my own oh mind. He yeah. works it in, and he doesn't take it completely. Got his home run, or actually it wasn't Riz's home run call of Toro, but we're out of time now, we can do it next hour. I think it might have been Dave Sims. Yeah. We have open phones, we'd love to hear your thoughts about all of this stuff, in particular... The Beavers Huskies, your thoughts about it. Next hour, 1240 Joe Rager. Here's the microphone. Is this thing on? This is KEJO Corvallis. Everybody hear me? We're on in five. And QID. 1240 Joe Radio. I'm Jim Chesko with Your Money Now. Those two former Amazon employees who claimed they were illegally fired last year after criticizing the e-commerce giant's warehouse conditions and climate actions have reached a settlement with the company. Amazon didn't comment, but Emily Cunningham and Marin Costa said the company would be required to pay us our lost wages and post a notice to all of its tech and warehouse workers nationwide that Amazon can't fire workers for organizing and exercising their rights. U.S. stocks are mostly lower today. The Dow Industrials down 217 points. The S&P 500 down 7. The Nasdaq Composite, though, up 71. Several popular baby food brands contain high levels of toxic heavy metals, and they are not doing enough to stop the practice. According to a new report released by a House Oversight Subcommittee, brands include Gerber, Plum Organics, Beach Nut, and Walmart. The report calls on baby food manufacturers to begin voluntarily testing their products for toxic heavy metals and to phase out products that contain large amounts of ingredients that do test high in toxic heavy metals. That's your money now. I struggled with symptoms like frequent gas and stomach pain for years. I was bloated all the time with daily diarrhea. At first, I thought it was what I was eating. I kept thinking it was stomach issues. So I did my research and talked to my doctor, and we finally uncovered the truth. It, it was, was actually EPI. Exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, is a condition where your pancreas is unable to help break down your food. It can lead to symptoms like diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools. 
and EPI symptoms can be confused with those of other common digestive conditions like irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's, and celiac disease. So getting to the right diagnosis meant being more open with my doctor about the severity of my symptoms and how often they were happening. But there's good news. EPI is manageable, so don't wait any longer. Use the symptom checker at identifyepi.com and schedule a visit or call with your doctor to ask... At Woodstock's Pizza on Kings Boulevard in Corvallis, we realized a long time ago we'll never be able to memorize all the plays in our playbook. We just have too many options. Over 36 fresh toppings for you to choose from, multiple crust options, gluten and dairy-free options, plus dine-in, takeout, and delivery to most of Corvallis, just to name a few. So we can't memorize all these plays, but with all these options, we've made Woodstock's Pizza pizza for all on Kings Boulevard in Corvallis. Whether you are looking for your first job or an exciting career change, at Intech we are looking for you. Intech is growing and offers entry-level wages starting at $18 to $22 per hour, as well as excellent pay and benefit opportunities for established professionals, immediate full benefit eligibility, health insurance, 401k, life and disability, tuition reimbursement, and so much more. Career opportunities from entry-level to professional are available. To start enjoying the career you've always wanted, visit ENTEK.com and click on the careers tab we're excited to meet you hi i'm dennis silvers the golf guru here with another golf minute to help you hit more of those big drives long drives come from making a full rotation on the through swing led by the left shoulder pulling away from the chin at the finish of your swing your right shoulder should be closer to the target than anything else except hopefully your golf ball To feel how the left shoulder initiates the power pull, hold a mid-iron across your upper back and shoulder blades and get into a good setup. Then simulate your backswing by pulling the club with your left hand until your back faces the target. Now for the key move. Push the club back towards the target with your left shoulder, feeling it leading the right side down towards the ball. All you have to do is recreate this feeling into your swing and pile on the extra yardage. So remember, your left shoulder can open the door to increase distance off the tee, and don't worry about the cold shoulder you'll get from your playing partners. For the Golf Minute, I'm Dennis Silvers. Did you know that United Healthcare helps connect you to doctors and therapists with 24-7 access to virtual care? So I could have therapy from my couch? Yep. Or a doctor appointment from my car? If you wanted to. Wait, you're right. I don't even like when people see me sing in the car. Couch appointment it is. Virtual visits are just one of the ways United Healthcare helps connect you to better health. Learn more at uhc.com. Plan benefits may vary. Cleanliness and safety are essential to the success of any business. That's why Cintas has introduced our Total Clean program, a one-of-a-kind service that includes scheduled deliveries of essential cleaning supplies, hygienically cleaned uniforms, and on-site sanitizer and disinfectant services to help eliminate germs. Learn what the Cintas Total Clean program can do for you. Oh, I'm ready! Visit Cintas.com and get ready for the workday. The Joe Beaver Show is on the air. Try to remember. Oh, that's right, As we try to recall how things used to be, the Beavers have recovered a fumble on a flea-flicker attempt. Yesterday, all my troubles seem so far away. We seek to come to grips with the current state of affairs. Nobody told me there'd be these 
I'll be leaving. Things could be better than they were today. As we wait, we invite you to join us for another run of The Joe Beaver Show, where our hearts always remain hopeful. Here comes the sun. Here comes the sun. I say it's all right. And now, here come John and Mike on The Joe Beaver Show on 1240 Joe Radio. The second hour of the Joe Beaver Show upon us. Mike Parker with John Warren. Again, tomorrow we'll be coming to you from the bench warmers. Went immediately. Yeah, I got the same experience. Okay, let's try again. I think he's ready. I'm going to give him a message back. I'm just going to say, calling now to our next guest as we are on the fly. Okay, and he's calling me back now. So you're going to, here, go through this. We'll take a quick break and regroup in just a second, Doc. Michael has to. Has to yeah. take the phone call. Well, let's uh, just tell you what we've got going on for tomorrow here on the uh, on the program. From Benchwarmers, stop on by. The prize package is pretty darn good, including two pair of tickets to see the Husky game Saturday night at 6 o'clock. Two pair of those to give away. Some bowling from Highland Bowl on 9th Street in Corvallis. Two three-game packs to give away. Uh, passes to the Melon Shack Haunted Corn Maze, three pair to give away. Gift certificates to Benchwarmers Bar and Grill. And their hamburgers are very, very good. Uh, the Beaver Backer Lunch Special, speaking of their hamburgers, uh, let's see, what do we have for the Beaver Backer Lunch Special? From during the program, uh, there's drink specials and food specials. For food, half nacho for four bucks, mozzarella sticks for five, and a breakfast burrito for five bucks. The drink special, Beaver Domestic Beer for two and a half bucks, Beaver Mimosa for $3, and Well Drinks for $3, all during the program, 11 to 1, tomorrow afternoon at Benchwarmers. And we uh, have already secured Roxy Bernstein to be on the program, whether or not that's via phone or actually in person would be really cool. He gets off the plane, I think, around 10 o'clock, gets himself up to uh, Corvallis, and hopefully he can join us right away in that uh, first half hour because he has conversations already scheduled with Jonathan Smith and the coordinators at 1145. So he would have to leave about 1130 to make sure he got there. So we want his full attention. And that would be great if he could show up at 11, if he could be there. And then also Dave softy Mahler from Seattle. And we've had softy on a number of times over the years when the, the Beavers and Huskies hook up. After going out in the hallway, not talking to Keith Jackson in the hallway, that would be that would yeah. be cool if that happened. Yeah. But trying to get a hold of Will Ephraim, and we will take a quick break and come back and hope to make that connection with Will. You guys did talk about this from what I understood on Friday, but we were all stunned by the news about the passing of J.J. Young and thinking about that era of Oregon State football. What a dynamic player he was. Oh, and yeah. for the first time since J.J. played for the Beavs, the Beavers had a game in the Coliseum wherein they were not tackled for a loss. USC did not have a single TFL, and that hadn't happened since the 93 era in the Beavers game with J.J. and company against Pacific. Wow. So Will Ephraim, who was a co-captain with J.J. on the 94 team, I believe, we're trying to make connection with. We'll take a quick break and come back with Will, and we hope to Europe emails and calls as the rest of the hour plays out. Thanks for joining us today. Will Ephraim next on 1240 Joe Radio.
This is Beaver Football. I'm Randy Holmes, owner of the Angry Beaver Grill, where we're bringing the tailgate atmosphere for OSU football game day. Going to the game, Angry Beaver will be offering a shuttle service to and from the stadium. Every Tuesday, check out our What Do You Know trivia. Try our extended menu with new items such as chili cheese fries and loaded tachos. And don't miss our daily specials offered Tuesday through Friday. Angry Beaver Grill will be open for breakfast Saturday and Sunday. And at 3 p.m. Tuesday through Friday, thank you for supporting the Angry Beaver Grill on 4th Street in downtown and remember, go Beeves. Unified Insurance Group is your local independent insurance agency in Corvallis. They represent numerous insurance companies and specialize in auto, home, and business insurance. See Mike Eves, Taylor Starr, and Tom Worth. They'll help find an insurance plan that works best for you. If you're looking for auto, home, or business insurance, see the Unified Insurance Group, 320 Southwest 3rd Street in downtown Corvallis. They're your hometown team, always putting you first. Have you seen Highland Bowl's expanded Strike Zone Lounge? Stop by for a burger, pizza, a hot or a cold sandwich, or a salad. There's appetizers and snacks, too. And the prices are so low on beer and spirits, it's like happy hour all day. Enjoy your favorite Oregon lottery games, too. Highland Bowl. It isn't just for bowlers anymore. Stop by and check out the expanded Strike Zone Lounge at Highland Bowl on 9th Street in Corvallis. We set them up. You knock them down. Trump's Hobbies has been serving the area since 1972 and is a proud supporter of schools, clubs, and groups throughout the Mid-Valley. Trump's has the area's largest selection of radio-controlled cars, boats, airplanes, and helicopters, plus drones, plastic models, model trains, fantasy games, collector cards, and modeling tools, parts, paints, and supplies. Whether you're an experienced modeler or just starting out, Trump's is there to help. Build it. Drive it. Fly it. Trump's Hobbies in the Temper Hill Shopping Center in Corvallis, bringing enjoyment to life. This is Katie Albin, letting you know that Albin's Plumbing is going underground. Oh, you'll still find us located on 9th Street in Corvallis, but we are also underground, as in underneath sidewalks, driveways, and patios. Using directional boring, Albin's can run your plumbing underground, avoiding the need for costly and messy concrete repair. Just give us a call. At Albin's Plumbing, plumbing's all we do. Call 754-8282, Albin's Plumbing. So the wife rolls into the living room. Honey, you need to get off of the couch and get busy on that list of projects I have for you. And I says to her, but I don't have all the equipment. Oh, she rattles off, that's no excuse. You can rent all the tools and equipment you need from Philomath Rental. And since they're open seven days a week, you can go out there today. All right already. Darn you, Philomath Rental. Philomath Rental, behind Landmark Realty, one and a half miles west of the Sunset Shopping Center. Tools and equipment for farm, home, and business. Mike Parker with John Warren as we continue on the Joe Beaver Show. The Beavers and Huskies getting ready for Saturday night football at Reeser. We'll be on the air at 2 o'clock with the pregame festivities and a 6 o'clock kick. The... I was stunned to hear the news Friday on the bus as we were heading toward the airport to make the trip to Los Angeles about the passing of J.J. Young down in the Houston area, and it immediately got all of us thinking and talking about the the teams that J.J. played for, and we started thinking about people that would have had a friendship and relationship with J.J. who could talk to us about this uh, tremendously talented and uh, a, a young man that I didn't get to know when he was playing at Oregon State, but subsequently have read about some of the work he had been doing in the greater Houston area with young people and 
thinking about the impact that he'd had, I'm sure, on so many there and during his time as an Oregon State Beaver. Will Ephraim, who was a starting cornerback and co-captain with J.J. in the Jerry Pettibone era on the Oregon State football team, is kind enough to join us to talk about a number of things, but primarily his own thoughts and, and reaction to the very sad news about J.J. passing away at the age of 49. Really sad news, Will. Thank you for taking time for us. We want to get caught up on your life and what you're doing now and all of that here in a moment. But thank you for taking right. time for us. Tell us a little bit about when you learned this news and how close you had been with J.J. through the years and just how that news impacted you when you heard it last week. Um, you, you know, it, it was, I heard about it uh, last week. Um, actually I just, I opened up my Instagram and, and there was this picture. And so it was, it was shocking, uh, to hear about that. Um, cause not too long ago, uh, we had, we had scheduled, uh, Michael Hale has set up a time where we were supposed to come to visit downtown or visit down in Oregon. And we were supposed to go to the, uh, the South, uh, Idaho state game. And, mm-hmm. um, but I heard it was canceled and that was the you know last communication I've heard with, uh, about JJ. Um, but hearing about the news was, uh, you know, very surprising, very shocking, and very sad uh, to hear that. It must have, um, you hear something like that, and it's it's almost impossible for us on the outside of it to have a feel for how that kind of news would impact you, Will, but did it, did it bring back to you vividly, immediately, the years you spent together here in the Oregon State program, the friendship forged? I mean, what, what kind of things did you start thinking about when you, when you started considering the life of J.J. Young? You know, earlier you said talented, athletically. Um, J.J. Was he, was, he was phenomenal in everything. He was intelligent. He, was, he got along with everyone. And, 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 and he, was always, uh, he was always about business, always about handling things. And he knew how to speak to people. And that's the one thing you really enjoyed and, and loved about J.J. is that um, everyone who knew J.J. respected him. And knew what kind of person he was. His character was just was phenomenal, and and he was highly respected. And to and to hear that, you know, it's really unfortunate that that someone um, so fantastic and so phenomenal um, is leaving us. You know. Yeah, and I'm wondering when you guys were together, Will uh, Will Ephraim joining us, a co-captain with the, with JJ Young, who passed away last week at the age of 49. What were those years like for you guys? And remind me, well, if you don't, where you where you came into the program from, where you had played high school ball, where mm-hmm. JJ was from, and and just what it was yeah. like to come together at Oregon State. Well, when we when I first met JJ, we were both roommates um, during fall camp, and and um, one of the things that uh, I remember is, is every time we uh, you know after after workouts and it's time for us to uh, you know go to sleep, he was uh, he will always listen to. Uh, he always listen to Ocean Sound, and he said, "Oh, I have a tro- I have trouble sleeping." And so, uh, so he's got his earphones on, and he's listening to his his, uh, his his ocean waves and rainfall, and so just to help him relax. And and, and you know, from that point on, it's just I, the type of person that JJ was. It's just like you know, JJ was about you know, JJ is going to take care of of whatever needs to be done. And when it comes to himself, it was it was taking care of himself and doing what's right for him and. And, and and I was able to observe him and watch him and to also uh, learn a lot from him when it comes to being a, a leader, being a captain. And, and I was very fortunate to be side-by-side side with him as a co-captain that um, that players and, and our peers were, were told us to be, 
and a lot of it had to do with uh, just me just just observing and 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 and, and comparing myself or, or relating myself to to JJ, and so it really helped a lot. And so to be side by side with him as a captain is very is a great honor, and um, and it tells a lot that um, you know someone with that great of a character. Um, I could be side to side and be uh, at the same level with him when it came to being a, a, a team captain. That is a great tribute to him, Will. We appreciate you making it. Those teams you guys played on in the in the the first few years of the Jetty, uh, Jerry Pettibone era, it just struck me each year that you were awfully close to turning the proverbial corner. You were so good on defense. You were part of that with Rocky, and the offense had games where. It was really clicking, and J.J. was a big part of it. What was the mood, the feeling like? Did you feel like you were knocking on that door and pretty close in those years? Oh, I would say the last two years, we really felt like we were knocking on the door. A lot of it had to do with, with just the, the mentality of the program and knowing what our program was about. On the defensive side, you know, our, our defense was about flying around, uh, uh, celebrating with your teammates, and just having a good time and, and understanding that um, in order to be successful, you got to do it as a whole unit and as a whole team. And so we all have the philosophy and understanding that that, that the way we play the game is really going to um, um, help us overcome any uh, any kind of adversity and any adversity. And so you know, and then and then to be on the other side as we're on the sideline and we do our job and to see uh, you know JJ go out there and 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 and, and, and be successful out, out on the football field and is rushing and and uh, it's. it's it's exciting. It's exciting when everyone does. And, and again, both offense and defense, we were just around the corner. We were knocking on the door. And because um, we, we had the athletes, you know, again, like you have, you have J.J. Young, who 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 was who right there, uh, a phenomenal athlete. And so uh, we felt that we were knocking on the door. And, uh, but unfortunately, just didn't quite make it. But we always we always like to say uh, we, we, we're part of that foundation mm-hmm. that, um, that helped our program grow. Yeah, no doubt. Will Ephraim joining us here on the Joe Beaver Show. John Warren with Mike Parker. Do you remember 94? In 94, you go down to UCLA, and it was clicking so well, and that that whole run game thing was working, and you beat UCLA. It seemed like the following summer, Coach came out and said that, okay, we're going to throw a little more, and then it, it was a bit of a struggle. Do you remember that time period? Uh, during, yes, during that time period, we've actually – because it was, you know, we, we were we were a triple option, and and we knew that we needed to throw to be more of a threat. Um, our our rushing game was phenomenal as population, and we knew that in order to be uh, uh, a more of a powerhouse, we we had to throw. And and to be honest, uh, you know, there was a time where JJ was a big part of that, and and in terms of um, helping to push that, I believe, and um and I know he's he's communicating with the coaches and just being a part and being that leader. I think it's really um, uh, helped kind of change the, uh, the the process in terms of how we began to grow more, you could say. But, you know, uh, being a triple option is really difficult to, to be a throwing team because and, and, um, uh, triple option is what you do. You run the ball. But to um, add another aspect of uh, passing to it is, is, is another good thing. Will Ephraim joining us. Well, you guys, we talk about being close and close to turning a corner, really close to the breakthrough winning season, but nothing can ever take away from you guys winning two games in what was known forever as the Civil War. You won two of them on the road, Will. In nine, well, <laughs> tell us a little bit about how important and precious those experiences were for you and the guys. 
You know, um, we've always, um, when I first uh, got to Oregon State, one of the upperclassmen, some of the upperclassmen would, would say, now we can't, we, we can't, we can't, we can't stand those guys down south. And I'm, and I'm thinking, you know, it's just a football game. It's just a football game. And one of the players just responded, he said, just watch the news. So uh, my rest of the year, I'm, I'm watching the news. The next thing you know, by the, by the beginning of the Civil War, my rest of the year, I, I couldn't stand them either. Um, and, and so that rivalry just, just, is just built up. And, and to go down there and to beat them at home uh, was, was very special uh, to do that. You know, we would like to go four and zero against them uh, during my four years there, but um, unfortunately we didn't. But it, it was definitely special to be um, in a civil war, uh, beat the Ducks at, at those two times that we were there. Yeah, and the games in Corvallis were awfully close: seven nothing, seventeen thirteen. You win down there, fourteen three and fifteen to twelve. Those are those are memorable battles and games. Yeah. Well, where did you come to Oregon State from? What's your hometown area? Uh, Southern California, San Bernardino. I came from uh, Fontana High School. Okay, yeah, Fontana sent a lot of players over the years to various schools, including I think uh, yeah. uh, Nick Nick Barnett. Am I no? He might have gone somewhere else, but I mean, I know there've been a lot of great players that have come up here from there. What was it like for you to come out of Southern California? Did you grow up a USC fan? I did, and to be honest, SC and UCLA were the only teams I drew. At the time, and um, and so starting in phone calls and letters from Oregon State, um, you know that's when I actually realized, oh, they are a Pac-10 team, <laughs> and um, and uh, but it was the only Pac-10 team that was interested in me. And I took a trip up there, and and the Northwest is beautiful. Northwest is beautiful. Uh, you just love the the, the, the the green space and just the, the natural look of it. I just fell in love with it and uh, fell in love with the program and realized that this is the place for me. And and. I do not regret it one bit, and um, it's been a great experience. I, I I live here, and I work here now in the Northwest, and I have no plans on leaving. Yeah, I noticed when, uh, you know, Alexa Cerna passed along your number, Will, that it had, I think it looks like a Vancouver area code. So you, you have you yes. stayed pretty much in the in the Pacific Northwest since you finished your career at Oregon State? Oh, yes, I did. I did. I um, I, I started working in Portland and um, uh, right after right after, uh, right after college. Then um, I got into teaching uh, about eight years later, and, and now I'm a teacher and uh, head track coach and teaching coordinator for uh, our Heritage High School here. Nice. Good to know. How much pride do you still have in the Beavs? And if you watched what they did to the Trojans in the Coliseum Saturday, your thoughts about that, Will? Oh, I, I really love what Coach Smith is doing. Um, he's really, I, I really believe he was the right guy. And and my only hope was that that everyone else will have the patience uh, to, to to make sure that he, he can turn this program, get it back to where it was several years back. Um, and so I, I really, it's really, I'm enjoying watching. I, I love the defense. I'm a defensive guy, and I love the way they fly around. I love how they are just tough to rush against, and um, I'm enjoying it. I really am. And so um, it's really, uh, you know, watching these first four games is. Uh, uh, it's pretty exciting, and I'm, I'm really enjoying what I'm seeing. I, and I think um, they're tough. They're tough, and, and it's been a while for me to say that our, our, our Oregon State has been tough, and this year they, they are tough this year, and I, I really like what I see. Well, after I'm joining us, co-captain with the late J.J. Young on the 94 Oregon State football team, Will, when you watched and you saw the Beavers dealing with a, a, 
a great receiver for USC and Drake London. As you, as a defensive yeah. guy and watching that, you were an outstanding DB in your own right. What <laughs> did Alex Austin, who got called for some holds and all of that, he tried to be as physical as he could. It, what do you? What kind of matchups did you have in the tough league in the Pac-10 in terms of just trying to take a guy like that, as talented as that? I mean, how do you how do you go about it? You know, I I always tell the story, and I tell the story to my players that um, uh, we were playing against SC, and, and I, I can't remember the season that we played for the Lions, and so and so this that year when we played SC down at the Coliseum. Um, I get up and and I'm pressing, and before the snap, the receiver says. Hey Ephraim, how do you want me to score? Post or scheme? <laughs> and so I re- I respond back, and you know I I we go back and change a few words, and now I'm playing the tough role, and and you're not going to score me type of thing, and <laughs> and and but in my head I'm thinking he just called out how he's going to score on me. I better pull, I, I better pick up my game, and so you know it's it's, 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 it's you, you you play it's because they're SD and they have talented athletes, and you know they have uh, professional athletes that you know players that, that are in the pros every single year. Um, you just have to be, you know, in, in, in your A game when you're playing against them. And you just can't take breaks. And every play, every play, you got to you got to take it as if they're going to try to score you. And so, um, uh, and so, so playing against a team like SC is it's not it's not just mental. You know, athletically, I think everyone uh, that, that's playing D one can, can can take everyone. But a lot of it is mental and being able and having that confidence to be able to take anyone that you, you, you face. Yeah, and do you ever get back down here to see games at uh, you know since everything has changed in from your day? Do you get to get down here and see some games? I do. On average, uh, I, I went to the uh, Idaho State game uh, just last week, and uh, that was that was that was great. You know, I have a uh, you know I teach and, and, I, and I coach here, and so it makes it a little difficult at times to make it uh, two games. And you know, I, I you know I'm married, have have five kids, and. You know, so so those things are are, are, are first, and and but whenever I have an opportunity to go to a game, I'm there, I'm there, and I and I really enjoy um, going to those tickets. Willie from with us for just a few more minutes on the Joe Beaver Show. Will, I think you're probably talking about Curtis Conway at USC. Does that sound right? It, uh, this was my junior year, not, but yeah, Curtis Conway was a little bit earlier. Oh, okay. Um, I'm trying to think of, of the receiver you're going up against, trash talking you like that. I, it looked like <laughs> a lot of that was going on with Drake London and Alex Austin, but I, did, I didn't feel like Alex was backing down. Now, he may have gotten called. You, you know, there are probably times right in your life where occasionally the better play is to grab and hold, and then you come back and make the next play. I thought Alex broke up yeah. a slant pattern when he showed his physicality and, and was impressive yeah. on that. So I think Alex Austin has some big-time potential. I think so too. I think so too. Uh, uh, like I said, very, they're very talented. Like I said, I really enjoy watching them play, yeah. and, and I, I believe they had two interceptions um, that game, and and um, it, it was a great game. I I got a, I got a I got a phone call from a uh, text from my brother-in-law. He says you must be having a party over there, and I said yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> watching this game. Nice. Nice. Hey, really glad to know that you've uh, you've been giving back in, in, in as a teacher and a coach, a father. An educator, well, that's great to hear. And it sounds like, and I don't know how how much you stayed in touch with JJ in the ensuing years. I know there were some reunions, and there was another plan to to get yeah. down here for that game with with JJ that didn't work out, unfortunately. But it sounds like he had an impact too in the Houston area on young people. Did, did you get that sense about JJ's life? 
Oh yes, I did. Uh, I, I believe it was working with the boys, and, mm-hmm. uh, boys and girls club, and 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 just hearing um, about what he did over there. I'm not surprised. Uh, like I said, JJ was phenomenal. He 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 knew how to talk to people, and 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 he and and he attracted a lot of people because of his character and and just the type of guy that he was. So mm-hmm. I am not surprised on the work that he did down in Texas, and um, you know, and just the positive that I that I've heard from there. So. Well, thank you for taking time to share your thoughts with us uh, about his life, about your time together, about special days at Oregon State, and your thoughts about the current team. We really appreciate you making time for us. Thank you. Uh, Will, I hope we can do it again and hope to see you at a game down the road. Thanks for joining Thanks, us. Thanks, Will. Definitely. Thank you. You take care. Thank you. Will Ephraim joining us, an outstanding defensive player. The, you know, again, he's one of those stories. How about that? The old, oh, I SC remember and him. UCLA, no, no interest. Oregon State didn't even are they in the pack now? Yeah. Who are they? <laughs> Rocky Long developed. I mean, the story doesn't change all that much through the years. No. Under recruited guys who end up finding ways to go head to head with some of the best. Especially under Rocky and yeah. his defenses. Oh, yeah. And I, I like that uh he never he didn't know anything about Oregon State and then ends Stays. up living here. Yeah. And uh, you know, family and, and career. JJ Young. Now we have put in a request and and I we're going to take a break on this note. Whether we have a chance to visit or not with anyone about the passing of another gentleman here at the age of 84 in our community. The Gazette Times, and, and I do subscribe to the Gazette Times, and I read the stories on a daily basis, and you have it here, uh, John, in the actual print version in today's editions. There's a photograph of a man named Ron Loney, and the headline is Passing of a Legend. Ron Loney did it all for youth in Albany. And I think about J.J. Young giving back in the boys and girls clubs in the greater Houston area, passing away at the age of 49. The tributes that poured in from the Houston area people for J.J. were like the ones we just see about the selfless giving and time and generosity of Ron Loney. If any of you, as we go to break, knew Ron the first director of the Boys and Girls Club of Albany, which first opened back in 1966 under his leadership. Yeah, and, and there's a, a quote in there that if he doesn't do that, there isn't a Boys and Girls Club in Albany. If any of you uh, pe- folks from around here uh, in the Albany area would like to take a moment to say something about Ron, we've asked for John Anderson and haven't been able to make connection with the current director of uh, the Albany Boys and Girls Club. But if any of you would like to take sometime to say thank you and pay tribute to Ron and your own experience there through the, through the generations, uh, feel free at 497-5356. We would appreciate that. 497-5356, the Downward Dog phone line, the University Honda text line. And remember, tomorrow we'll be at Benchwarmers on Northwest 9th in Corvallis with a road show from 11 to 1 with a lot of things to give away. In the meantime, we would enjoy hearing from you. 497-5356-1240 Joe Radio. Powered Motorsport September sale is going on now. You'll save on select new Kawasaki vehicles in stock. And whether it's on-road, off-road, or on the water, Power Motorsports has the Kawasaki you want in stock at the price you deserve. Going back to school is fun on a new 2021 Kawasaki Z900 RS. MSRP is $11,299. Power price is $99.99. Explore your rebellious side of fun with the 2021 Kawasaki Z125 Pro Mini Naked Motorcycle. MSRP is $32.99. Power price is $39.99. Start your ride at Power Motorsports in Sublimity. Online at PowerMotorsports.com. 
Kraken Cards in downtown Corvallis carries sports cards, Pokemon cards, MTG cards, board games, collectibles, card sleeves, playmats, and more. Have you been to Kraken Cards yet? If you're into sports cards and games, Kraken Cards is for you. Kraken Cards knowledgeable staff can help you find what you're looking for and at fair market value. And for you Oregon State fans, Kraken Cards has a dedicated Oregon State alumni box to browse. Kraken Cards, 114 Southwest 3rd, downtown Corvallis. Kraken Cards, your connection to everything fun. Dave's Performance Hybrids is the Willamette Valley's Prius experts and your Toyota dealer alternative. Dave's Performance Hybrids specializes in Prius sales, Prius service, and Prius batteries, but also services all other Japanese brand cars, trucks, and SUVs. Get peace of mind before you hit the road with Dave's Guardian Full Vehicle Inspection Report so you know about possible failures before they occur. With over 120 years of experience under one roof, you'll get expert service every time. Off I-5 and Highway 20 in Albany, online at davesperformancehybrids.com. Shrimp has joined the Flavor Fam at Qdoba Mexican Eats with new citrus lime shrimp. Create your own crave-worthy burrito or bowl with our sustainably sourced shrimp that's sautéed in-house and topped with whatever your flavor-loving heart desires. Or try new chef-crafted surf and turf bowl made with citrus lime shrimp, grilled steak, chili crema, and guacamole. Get it while you can, only at Qdoba. Qdoba Mexican Eats, customizable burritos, crave-worthy tacos, and three-cheese queso. Qdoba is on Monroe in Corvallis. If you're expecting family or guests this fall or during the holidays, maybe you don't have a place for them to sleep. A futon from Futon Man in Corvallis is the perfect solution. Futon Man has quality constructed solid hardwood frames in lots of styles and finishes, and their futons have a highly resilient, long-lasting foam core, and they're made right in the store in Corvallis. There's lots of cover choices, too. And students, a futon works great when you need some extra space in your dorm. Stop by Futon Man, two miles north of Corvallis on Highway 99 and online at futon man Com. Luxury Vinyl Plank Flooring is really popular right now, and Corvallis Floor Covering carries several different brands. LVP Flooring is waterproof, durable, very affordable, and mimics the look and texture of real wood. Window coverings are an easy way to update a room, and Corvallis Floor Covering has new fashion looks by Hunter Douglas and Norman Window Fashions. Stop by and browse through their large showroom. They're at the corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown, or log on to CorvallisFloorCovering.com. Shop local, shop Corvallis Floor Covering, and go Beeves! Uh, we continue on the Joe Beaver show. Appreciate uh, those of you taking time to uh, yeah. text the university Honda text line. We've got uh, a couple of uh, texts in on Ron Loney. One in particular mm-hmm. from uh, Dave and Sandy. Dave, thank you for listening. He writes in Ron referring to Ron Loney and a wonderful article on Ron in the Gazette times. If you haven't seen it, Get today's paper, a copy of it, or you can read it online. Ron Loney passing away Friday at the age of 84. And the story is by Cody Mann in the GT. But Dave said Ron was a great supporter and influencer of all three of our kids through his work at the Boys and Girls Club through the after-school program. Since Marcine, Dave's wife, Marcine, and I both worked. He was a great role model for their lives. R.I.P. Mr. Loney, and that's from Dave outside of Sandy. Thank you for that. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of people who are from the area who um, who knew him throughout all those years. Here's a, a text that I don't know what this means. If it's come up before, has anyone asked about Chance squinting to get the play calls? 
Mm. If he is this good with vision issues, would what would he be like with laser <laughs> surgery? Well, you know the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah, Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. Yeah, Jake Ryan there. Yeah, wait a minute. Start squinting looking at a poster he of Nolan. What, read these letters for me. Yeah. <laughs> well, then he instead of being 15 for 19, he might be 18 for 19. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, one of the highest percentages in the country. Well, I that I hadn't noticed that particular yeah. on television. Maybe it's more prominent. We don't see that from afar. I have watched the game back, but didn't know to the no yeah. notice the Squints Paladoras type of pro. And we did, we met him the other day. Great kid. Yes, great kid. Chance. And I didn't notice any squinting no. in that in that uh, context. No. Did you see that he did a he did a podcast with Dennis Dodd? Dodd's a tremendous sports writer. Covers college football. I saw on Twitter Dennis. You know, Chance wrote back after the podcast. It was great to meet you. Thanks for having me on. Tweeted that out. And we sense that same thing from him. Our yeah. interaction with these guys has been very limited. Very limited. Even lim- even pre-pandemic, less access than in years past, just the way things play out. Our right. own show doesn't fall in a good time to, to see guys coming off the field in practice. We don't have the same liberties that we had years ago just to go up and say hello and talk. Right. It's different. So what access we do have, I've been very impressed with, the demeanor and the way these young men carry themselves. And again, as a caller called yesterday, a couple of days ago, the whole, I think it might've been Dave, uh, the other Dave talking about the temperament and the demeanor, the way they carry themselves, such a reflection of Jonathan himself. And you get that sense. There's a, there's a confidence, but there's also a respectfulness about every humility. It's really, really impressive, and Chance was impressive. Yeah, yeah it reminds me of, you know, all the baseball players uh, all over the years under Pat Casey and now Mitch Canham. Uh, uh, you and I get regular access, but one player at a time because of the podcast that we do. That's when we're able to sit down with these guys, and this was just a chance meeting, no no pun intended. <laughs> no, he was coming in to do his own interview. The, the Beavs have been doing more interviews right. this week, and that's right. good. That's a sign a sign of the times of being in demand. If you if you start to get calls from from Dennis Dodd, Jim yeah, Rome, yeah. Uh, whomever, it means some good things are happening. And this was on the heels of us re- literally wrapping up our podcast with Jaden Grant, which was very very good. insightful. It's been up good. for a day mm-hmm. now. You can check that out. And um, here, this is interesting. Did you see this? One I just saw it come in. Go ahead, read it on the fan. I believe Jonathan addressed the squinting last year and said it wasn't a concern. You only see it on TV since they don't believe in any. <laughs> I love this line. Since they don't believe in any shot other than tight ones of players' faces. <laughs> Thank you. Who is this? I love you. Thank you for this tweet or this text because it's so true. Tight shots on everything rather than show everything. Is that um, true? I don't think I've ever noticed. Yeah, that. right. Players' faces, since clearly that is, uh, is all we want to see. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, I'm going to go back and, and look for that. Okay. And watch yeah, it. I think when I go home, too. Just out of curiosity. I haven't seen the replay yet. One of the, the USC, the USC game is one of those that will stay in the queue forever. I'll eliminate other yeah, things on the yeah. DVR before I eliminate 45 27 in the Coliseum. <laughs> Not that I, you know, I'm, I certainly hope, John. And, and just somehow, some way, I hope that somebody 60 years from now isn't, well, uh, Mike Parker was the last guy that called a win back in 2021 in 2080. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, 
You don't it want could it. because they're talented enough. They could get it going again. And they get the right coach, and it just turns it all around again. <laughs> but you, you don't know. You just don't know. Scott Olson writes in, and we appreciate this, Scott. And J.J. was fun to watch play. Yeah. J.J. Young. You felt like every Darryl's time calls. in that option, you, he was a threat to yeah. go. Every time. He said, uh, Scott writes, I remember looking in the media guide around 1991 when I first saw J.J. Young and it listed his 40 time at 4.2. I thought, why the heck are we not giving the ball to this guy a lot more? Within about a year, J.J. was getting all the carries. At the age of 49, gone way too young. Scott Olson in Portland. Thank you for that, Scott. And have we even heard... what he passed away from? No, in the articles that I read, there was no no, no, no cause of death in, indicated. And he he had gotten to the level of, um, you know, like senior management type stuff in several, oh, banking. I thought he was in the banking industry. Did very well, very well, and was, you know, on the board and, and leaders of the, the, uh, the Boys and Girls Club of the Houston area. So that's great. <laughs> it's a, a very sad story. Um, we have Jonathan Smith. If we want to play, it's about three Just, minutes long. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's hear uh, Tim from Corvallis. Not is he talking about? I don't remember any censoring. No, going there on. wasn't. We didn't really read his text, but not because of censoring. We just hadn't gotten to it yet. Yeah, wondering, Tim from Corvallis. Uh, Tim says after the win over USC, wondering how many guys are planning funeral services, guys who said just one win down in the Coliseum and I'll die happy. <laughs> now may I depart. That's uh, a now great may point. your servant depart contented, Lord. Yes. That's a famous saying. I can't remember from whom Dave and Sandy would know, but I think it comes from St. Luke, the the old servant when he sees the baby Jesus and says, Now I can mm. depart contented. That's a much bigger and more momentous moment for the history of the universe right? Uh, that he delivers. But a lot of people did say but that. But people were talking about, yeah. <laughs> so I, I get that. Especially the older types who had suffered through many, many losses in the Coliseum. And, and closer to that, yeah. that, uh, that departure that you talk about. Um, Tim also references, I haven't seen this, but I'm going to look, look it up. Because he gave us the link, and it's about, I guess, some ESPN... Story about minor leaguers. Minor leaguers, And yeah. it's not a great life. I talked to a scout this summer at a Knights game who said, and he, well, I'll leave him unnamed. A lot of scouts come, but he told me that that it's, in his opinion, flat out embarrassing. Some of the, the, the minor league life that minor leaguers deal with and have to deal with and how that hasn't, you know, we just, we think all these guys, in a sense, are awash in money, baseball, not in the minor leagues. It has, it's almost a, almost scandalous on uh, uh, for Major League Baseball to have its minor league affiliates deal with. Now, I haven't read this story, but I'm just saying a, a scout for a Major League team this summer told me, yeah. even before we even knew the existence of this story, talked about how, in his opinion, it's, it's shameful. Some of the things that minor league players and the amount of money they have to live on and their housing right. situation and all. That. And I'd be curious... If in this documentary, whatever it is on ESPN, if they include the aspect of being in the minor leagues, you're climbing your way up and you're in there with someone like an Adley Rutschman who has signed a multi, multi, multi million dollar deal and they're loaded and you're getting, you know, $1,200 checks. Uh, 
how that would what that would be like because you they don't need to live like you do and uh, you're both striving for the same thing so very interesting yeah let's uh let's take the last break of the show a quick one here john for today and then come back and hear a little bit from uh, jonathan and his final session with the media and it was brief about three minutes as you say but we'll just hear sort of a from the coach, uh, what his uh, final thoughts were, and talking to a few of the folks under the old oak tree. Under the yeah, that's a song. Well, I don't know if, if between now and then, if you can find Dorsey Burnett and nobody else. I'm telling you right now. I'm just saying to you. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> there is nobody else who has any idea what I'm talking about. Maybe, no. maybe Gus. But there was, I think Dorsey wrote a song called, or did a song called, There Was a Tall Oak Tree, right? And it was all, it was on the early stages of, uh, I think, Rachel Carson, Silent Springs, Secret Spring. Was it Rachel Carson? Was that her name? Some, some environmental concerns in the er, late 50s, early 60s, but there was a tall oak tree that was there no more. And the idea, I think, was a little bit like uh, the old commercial with, the Native American chief crying, right, shedding right. tears when he sees all the garbage all right. over the land. Powerful images, I think. If you can find there was a tall oak tree to bring Dorsey uh, from Dorsey Burnett. Yeah, the Dorsey Burnett. If you can find that <laughs> and have that underneath Jonathan Smith, but, it might be your greatest pull ever. But what is the line under the old oak tree that's from a song or a poem or something? Well, maybe tie a yellow ribbon. Mm, the old oak tree uh, maybe i don't uh, well, okay we'll come, we'll come back with jonathan next tree. on 1240 joe radio shrimp has joined the flavor fam at qdoba mexican eats with new citrus lime shrimp create your own crave-worthy burrito or bowl with our sustainably sourced shrimp that's sauteed in-house and topped with whatever your flavor-loving heart desires. Or try new chef-crafted surf and turf bowl made with citrus lime shrimp, grilled steak, chili crema, and guacamole. Get it while you can, only at Qdoba. Qdoba Mexican Eats, customizable burritos, crave-worthy tacos, and three-cheese queso. Qdoba is on Monroe in Corvallis. Kraken Cards in downtown Corvallis carries sports cards, Pokemon cards, MTG cards, board games, collectibles, card sleeves, playmats, and more. Have you been to Kraken Cards yet? If you're into sports cards and games, Kraken Cards is for you. Kraken Cards knowledgeable staff can help you find what you're looking for and at fair market value. And for you Oregon State fans, Kraken Cards has a dedicated Oregon State alumni box to browse. Kraken Cards, 114 Southwest 3rd, downtown Corvallis. Kraken Cards, your connection to everything fun. Power Motorsports September sale is going on now. You'll save on new select Yamaha vehicles. And whether it's on-road, off-road, or on the water, Power Motorsports has the Yamaha you want at the price you deserve. Like the all-new 2021 Yamaha YZF R3. This legendary superbike is a track and street favorite. It's on sale now for $59.99. Or the new 2021 Yamaha XSR 700. Built for fun and performance. On sale now for $89.99. Start your ride at Power Motorsports in sublimity. Online at powermotorsports.com. If you're expecting family or guests this fall or during the holidays, maybe you don't have a place for them to sleep. A futon from Futon Man in Corvallis is the perfect solution. Futon Man has quality constructed solid hardwood frames in lots of styles and finishes, and their futons have a highly resilient, long-lasting foam core, and they're made right in the store in Corvallis. There's lots of cover choices, too. And students, a futon works great when you need some extra space in your dorm. Stop by Futon Man, two miles north of Corvallis on Highway 99 and online at futon-man. 
Master the mealtime rush with a refrigerator that helps you cut down on clutter. The Whirlpool four-door refrigerator keeps groceries in sight and easy to find. From easy-reach shelves to a flexible ice bin, see how the four sleek compartments help keep ingredients organized so that you can get dinner on the table. Visit Kellenberger Appliance to learn more. Kellenberger Appliance, 21 Main Street, Lebanon, serving all our appliance needs since 1918. Visit Kellenberger Appliance today. Luxury Vinyl Plank Flooring is really popular right now, and Corvallis Floor Covering carries several different brands. LVP Flooring is waterproof, durable, very affordable, and mimics the look and texture of real wood. Window coverings are an easy way to update a room, and Corvallis Floor Covering has new fashion looks by Hunter Douglas and Norman Window Fashions. Stop by and browse through their large showroom. They're at the corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown, or log on to CorvallisFloorCovering.com. Shop local, shop Corvallis Floor Covering, and go Beeves! There was a tall oak tree that loved the babbling brook and the babbling brook. Well, you, you did it. Found. Everything is findable. Dorsey Burnett, there was a tall oak tree. Was Jonathan under an oak tree? I don't even know what kind of tree. It, they it tell me terrible they, song. They, they, well, you know, a minor hit uh, for Dorsey Burnett back in the day. There was a tall oak tree. I don't know if Jonathan is... Uh, there's some sort of tree that they're now doing these uh, interviews under, and I don't know, but I'm not sure. Is it's there, it's is right there, there by Gill. Is there an oak tree by Gill? Oh, know. yeah, it's huge. You're the one right there where oh, you go into the doors on the corner. The big one, right? Uh-huh. Okay, so they are under Dorsey Burnett's It's fun to look tree. at old pictures, too, because it wasn't there. No, that's there was, true. There was a time when it was not there, and that thing is huge. You've listened a little bit to Jonathan. There wasn't, not, no disrespect to Jonathan, but there really, you said, and even TJ has told us, there wasn't. About three minutes. And not a great deal there in terms of an update or anything else. Just in terms, It's not going to say, well, here's our first play against Washington, no. and here's what I think of Jimmy Never Lake. Never is, and, but we can we can listen yeah. after we talk. Yeah, let's, uh, let's take a, a, a few minutes. Uh, we welcome in on the heels of our conversation with Will Ephraim about the passing of J.J. Young and his work in the Greater Boys and Girls Club of Houston Yeah, and his giving back to it. And, now, that's a long way from here, but when you talk about the Boys and Girls Clubs all over, it's all in the family and clo- much closer to home. And Damian Lillard is huge exactly. supporter of the Boys and Girls Club in Portland. And we've talked to Helen Higgins and, and just big believers in what the Boys and Girls Clubs do. And here in Albany, the story today uh, by Cody Mann in the Gazette Times and the Albany Democrat Herald about the passing of Ron Loney at the age of 84, a champion writes Cody, for Albany youth for more than half a century and the founder of the original uh, Boys and Girls Club that opened in 1966 in Albany, Ron Loney passing. And the current director, John Anderson, uh, we had put a call out to, and he's kind enough to join us to share his thoughts about this news. John, thanks for calling the Joe Beaver Show to take some time to pay tribute to a true legend in the community John, from your perspective, just what did Ron Loney mean to you and to this community for so many decades? Hey, guys, I appreciate you reaching out and uh, appreciate the time. Yeah, I, I would definitely. Um, Ron Loney has done more for kids in this community than any anyone that, that I've ever met. Um, like you said, you know, uh, 1966 was when he started here at, at this Boys and Girls Club, but 
He started out of Washington, so he spent 60 years of his life in a boys and girls club. And you would not find a bigger advocate for kids than Ron Loney. Mm. Um, and, <laughs> as, you know, I, I moved into the area and, and took this position um, late 2014, and Ron was brought out of retirement um, just to kind of stabilize until I, I came in. And, you know, I learned really quickly uh the stature of this of this man and and the the work and the legacy that he's left, um, and you know he came into my office one day and said, "Well, when you're ready to to get rid of me, just let me know and I'll go back to retirement." And I and all I I told him I was like, "I'm not going to be the guy that tells you when to go back to retirement because you've earned that right to to call it when you're when you're ready," um, and you know. And as I, as you know, Ron is 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 huge on on taking people out to lunch, and I've been to many lunches with him and learned a lot. And every time we go out to lunch, I mean, people would come over to our table and just say, hey, "Hello, Coach Loney," and tell us a quick story about how Ron was their basketball coach, baseball coach, you know, just mentor, everything. I mean, he he played all that all those different roles throughout the year, and and. And you know the best thing that 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 shows that is just the respect that that they always were willing to give Mr. Loney, um, and and how grateful they were for the time that they had with him. Yeah, John, you you, you pretty much just answered my next question, but maybe there's more to it. And that what and my question is how it's immeasurable, but how did he? He makes such an impact. Was it through uh, financial ways or time spent, kindness? But you already mentioned all the hours, timeless hours and, and years spent coaching kids. But were there other ways that he's he's well known for? Yeah, I I think um, you know it's it's all of that. But I think one of the things that he's well known for is just the ability to raise funds for the program. Um, and you know he did more than just boys and girls club as as he headed into retirement. I mean, there's also the work that he did uh, with CASA and all other nonprofits around in the area, and just how willing he was to just give advice. I mean, I talked to other boys and girls clubs in the area. Um, you know, Chris Latimer in in the Lebanon Sweet Home Clubs, Greater Santiam. You know, she talks about how you, 10 years ago, Ron helped her out as she transitioned into being a Boys and Girls Club. Greg Rowe, who used to be the executive director for United Way, is running his own Boys and Girls Club now in, in Rogue Valley. Um, and he talks about how Ron just mentored him through, through those years. And so, you know, it, people joke uh, all the time about how Ron Loney used to walk into a room and people would put their hands over their pockets. <laughs> because they, they knew <laughs> what was coming. Um, but, you know, people were willing to give and support because Ron had such a passion. You know, he, he, he always made his decision based on what was best for kids. Regardless of how political sometimes this job gets, he always made sure that the kids were the center of every decision that he made. And every time he went to go ask for money, he gave people a reason of why this is going to benefit kids. And they could see that passion. And then as the relationship built and the trust built, people were just willing to support whatever you know, project he was, he, he was doing because they knew 
it was it was going to be done right, and it was and he was going to be a man of his of his word. And so you know, and people think that it's there's a formula to it, but it was Ron being Ron and just building those relationships. And Ron had this ability to just make everybody feel important, like they were family or they were their be- or they were his best friend. Mm. You know, and and I I learned quickly too as as I as we would go to our to 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 lunch. You know, I just go to the table because Ron wasn't going to head straight to the table that we were sitting. He was going to go say hi to everybody he knew <laughs> right. before he got to the table. And that was just you know years of of just building those quality relationships and the trust that he had in this community. And so, but you know, like you said, all the coaching. All the other, all the other, you know, additional duties where he was maybe cutting down Christmas trees for our tree auction. He was procuring um, gift baskets for uh, for our um, annual auction. To you know, coaching baseball, coaching uh, basketball. There's even stories of how he would coach both teams and referee at the same time. I mean, <laughs> wow. he did everything, you know, uh, just to make sure that kids had a great experience. But one thing that man is going to be legend for in in the boys and girls club world it's it's going to be because he was able to get the ability to raise funds um for this community in order to give the kids every opportunity to have a brighter future yeah. um and you know you can tell that with uh, with just the facilities that yeah. we have in albany i mean we've got a great community um, we've got a lot of great donors that support this program, but you know that relationship wouldn't have been um, established without Ron laying the groundwork. Hey, John, we really appreciate you giving us a call back. Let's stay in touch and, and uh, yeah, we, absolutely. We Thank visit, you so much. We visit with Helen from time to time. Thanks, We'd love Ron. to talk to you. We'll talk to Chris. We'll do it again. Thank you for taking time for us, John Anderson, the current executive director of the. Albany Boys and Girls Club paying tribute to. Sounds like just a great man yeah. in Ron Loney. I want to thank all of you for listening and contributing today, the text and the calls, and hope to see many of you tomorrow as we come to you from Benchwarmers Bar and Grill on Northwest 9th Street in the Plaza Center in Corvallis, where Beaver fans go on game day. We'll have football tickets to give away, passes to uh, the Melon Shack's uh, haunted corn maze, Benchwarmer certificates, and more. See you tomorrow, 11 to 1. Roll tape, please. Here's the microphone. Is this thing on? This is KEJO Corvallis. Everybody here?